Hello, welcome to the second episode of Let's Grow Together. I'm your host, Sukhpreet Sidhu, and today's topic is pretty heavy. It is about sleep and how we take sleep for granted and sleep is generalized as important, but we don't tend to actually critically think about the factors in which sleep is affecting us and how it can be extremely beneficial to our mental mindset. Now, those that knew me in high school know that I was not one to get a lot of sleep. Um, It was just not my strong suit ever, and I never gave it a second thought. I was just known for not getting enough sleep, and we all laughed it off at school, and it's just how it went. And I carried my sleep habits into university as well, and the reason why I wasn't getting enough sleep is because I had the constant gnawing thought that, Sukhpreet, you're not getting enough done, you can't sleep yet. You cannot sleep yet or else you won't do well tomorrow. It would be any situation I would have to prepare for an assignment or, you know, I had a test coming up and overall just being tired every single day, having um very low energy and I just never considered my habits to be a factor of sleep. During the weekends, I would feel slightly more energized because I would get my sleep in, I would oversleep actually, and I would think that, hey, I'm making up for the sleep that I lost, so, you know, it balances out and it's all good. I did have friends that were worried about me and they were like, hey, you really need to, you need to sleep, and I sort of brushed under the table and didn't give it much thought until my second year of university where I was feeling extremely frustrated and I was not receiving the results that I wanted to in school and I couldn't find the time to get as much done as I wanted to ever and that would lead to me sleeping even less. I would say the beginning of 2020 spring semester, I was all over the place trying to balance everything. And in order to balance everything, I would sacrifice my sleep tremendously. And it wasn't until one of my friends had this discussion with me where it wasn't even that deep of a conversation, but it was in that moment where I realized that maybe sleep is where I should be making the change. And maybe that is the sole reason why I'm always feeling tired, behind, and never able to catch up. I would be told, oh, what? You only got a few hours of sleep? I can't survive without eight hours. And I mean, that's just me. And I honestly was like, well, maybe that's 
my turning over factor and I really need to test that out and see how much sleep actually affects me and if my performance can actually increase in every single aspect that I'm aiming towards right now. I had, I'm sure we all, like we have a lot of goals and we have a set level of productivity and tasks that we want to complete in the day and at the end of the day we feel this disappointment when it's just not done and so I began that journey in the beginning of 2020 um in about I believe it was April of 2020 when I decided okay no matter what you are going to get eight hours of sleep and not to say that everyone needs eight hours of sleep we all have our different sleep chronotypes and for some people that varies from six hours seven eight nine and there's a variant but basically i tried out the average eight hours and it seemed ideal for me And in the beginning, it was very hard to commit to eight hours for me because I was, I wasn't trusting myself to be able to get as much done if I just left it for the next day. And so the beginning weeks were very tough for me to actually abide my goal and sleep, sleep for about seven or eight hours a day. And once I finally got used to it, I saw the difference was um, crazy. Like, I could not... It was, it was insane, is all I can say. It helped my memory retention, my energy levels. I was way more motivated to fit in workouts daily. And I got more done in less time. And I had more time to commit to other things like working out and cooking, which I love, and spending more time with my family and overall spending my time and my life more efficiently and in tune with my goals. And I I did my digging and Harvard Health actually describes the traditional diagnosis of a depleting mental health with symptoms such as sleep deprivation. But more recent studies have also um, seen that it's because of sleep patterns that we actually see mental health plummet in individuals. So this means that sleep disorders and mental disorders, they, they coexist. So treating your disordered sleep patterns could also help treat mental health problems. So it's no surprise um, to anyone as to why I felt that my mind was in a better place when I was actually getting an efficient amount of sleep. And I learned that my sleep chronotype to get an adequate amount of sleep and to be re-energized is about seven to eight hours. Um, even six hours, I do feel tired. And once you actually do get used to sleeping the amount that you should be, um, you really realize 
how deprived of sleep you were because sometimes there may be nights where you can't sleep and you have an alarm set for the morning and it turns out you only slept for five or six hours and you feel so tired throughout the day and you absolutely need a coffee or some sort of energy booster and there are so many psychological effects of sleep deprivation also um, that were highlighted in Harvard Health. One of the main psychological effects were depression and a direct quote from Harvard Health said that 65 to 90 percent of adult patients with major depression and about 90 percent of children with this disorder experience some kind of sleep problem. Most patients with depression have insomnia, but about one in five suffer from obstructive sleep apnea. And other psychological effects of sleep deprivation that were highlighted in Harvard Health were bipolar disorders, anxiety disorders, and ADHD. So that really gets us thinking about how we could be sabotaging ourselves by not sleeping enough. And I would just like you to think about how you think over the years your sleep has affected you. Has it been beneficial? Do you think that maybe that would be the turning point for you to get more done in the day? And how often do you even blame the lack of sleep or just being tired on every aspect that you seem to not be able to control in your life? Personally, my anxiety levels have been very controlled since I have been getting adequate sleep and I'm able to reflect more sensibly with gratitude in mind. So it's really helped my self-talk and just talking to myself to calm myself down and to really get into my subconscious on the daily. And it's really helped me and it's been a journey trusting myself to get a sufficient amount of work done as well as sleeping. So prioritizing getting tasks done has never worked out for me is what I've realized. And I'm sure many of you may feel the same way, but the step towards convincing yourself that you need to prioritize sleep is a tough one and it needs a lot of reflection. So I really encourage you to think about that and to think about the questions. There's also many physiological effects such as cardiac health and you actually do increase your risk of cancer, um, which we will look into. When we do look at the physiological effects and dive deep into the molecular endocrinology, it's really important to discuss your melatonin levels. So melatonin, I'm sure many of you have heard of melatonin, it's pretty generalized now on social media as well. 
um, even if you're not a STEM student. So to clarify, melatonin is a sleep-inducing substance which helps to regulate the sleep-wake cycle, the circadian rhythm, which you also may have heard of, which controls hormone secretion, biological pathways, which will in turn affect your mood. Now, melatonin can only be secreted in the absence of blue light. So you need complete darkness, and that's why this melatonin is also called the hormone of darkness. So yeah, it, need, it is secreted in the absence of blue light, which is uh, 480 nanometers. And the precursor to make melatonin is called serotonin, which you may have heard of in the past already as well from generalized media. It is a mood-regulating hormone, and we'll be coming back to serotonin when we talk about gut health in a future episode. But back to the importance of melatonin, I just want to put it into light by discussing a paper that I went over in a recent class that I took at the University of Victoria in Biology 465, the molecular basis of cancer um, showing the enhanced effects of the lack of melatonin and the importance of sleep, which were outlined in a very great paper. And just putting it out there, if you do value getting work done um, and you're a shift worker, you're someone who works constant day and night shifts, I highly recommend that you pay close attention to this, especially. So the paper is called Epigenetic Inhibition of the Tumor Suppressor, Ari, by light at night induced circadian rhythm melatonin disruption mediates STAT3 driven paclitaxel resistance in breast cancer by Xiang Aol. That was a mouthful. Rest assured, I will explain it. Basically, this title is saying that a tumor suppressor gene is being inhibited because melatonin secretion is disrupted by light at night when you should be sleeping in the dark to secrete melatonin and regulate your circadian rhythm levels. It also drives another signal pathway, which creates a resistance to plaque. Sorry, it's a mouthful. Paclitaxel, a type of chemotherapy uh, due to like the lack of melatonin, you become resistant to this type of chemotherapy. And the melatonin was observed to be a great player in fighting cancer cells, which um, this paper really outlined. It was this case study done on mice in which they were injected with tumor cells and then the melatonin given to each mouse was varied, and the mice were exposed to dim light at night, so they would actually have very low secretions of their own natural melatonin. As we already like talked about before, melatonin is secreted at night, and it's inhibited with light, and that's why it's called 
the hormone of darkness. And so there were these controls of no melatonin given to mice where you saw the largest growth of the tumor and then the highest dose of melatonin given to mice saw the greatest decrease in the tumor size presented in the mice over time. And that really puts the importance of melatonin and proper sleep into perspective. And sleep just not just be a side note or a side thought that, oh yeah, I should probably get sleep, but you know, work is calling. I really need to go in. I really need to get this done and we'll, we'll see. We'll get proper sleep and the next day you know, you keep pushing it the next day, the next day, oh, you know, I'll set it right in the future. But unless you actually do put in certain tasks for yourself, the baby steps in order to tell yourself, hey, something needs to change here. Nothing will get done. So that's why I really encourage you all to think about the importance of melatonin and that's the reason why I wanted to bring that paper to your guys's um attention is because the behavioral aspect of melatonin and sleep is extremely important and it may also be the reason why you always feel like you're hungry when you're really not and you just have a increased appetite for your comfort foods. And that is because um, Northwestern Medicine University is where I got this from, that low, mel- low levels of melatonin activate secretion of the hormone ghrelin. And it's a hormone that makes you feel hunger. So you will tend to reach out to your comfort foods a lot more as well. So that's just something to put into perspective is that if you do feel like you are gaining weight and you don't know why you're just responding to your body's cues of hunger, it may actually be because you're not sleeping enough and the sleep deprivation is activating and secreting the hormone ghrelin. So I think that'll be all for this episode. If you have any further questions or if you want me to dive deeper into this conversation, um, feel free to contact me at Let's Grow Together Podcast on Instagram or at Cook with Sook. And that'll be all for me. I hope you guys are all doing well and that you enjoyed the podcast. Let me know and I will really reflect on this myself as well. And before starting the next episode, we'll talk about this topic a little more before hopping into the next one. So yeah, let's grow together.